Flying Casuals brought to you by Patreon supporters Brent, Andy Dugan, David Bush, Rob Patsky, Jory Webb, Kelly Breckner, Nate Edison, and Wes Anderson. May the force be with you. You're listening to Flying Casual, a Star Wars podcast. Here's your host, Michael Canterbury. Hello there, Casual fam. Welcome to the latest installment of Casual Council. I am your humble host, Michael Canterbury, with me, as usual, the lovely Holly. Holly, another Saturday, another council. That's right. And you correctly said this time it was Casual Council. Nailed the intro. Because it's Casual Council, I can say it's Casual Council. That's how we do things around here. Correctly. Yes. We nail it. That's what I was going to... Yeah, we're thinking the same thing. Holly, we have a much more... A smaller council today. I'm actually a little worried, Holly, because we're, we're not losing numbers in the council. The council just cannot make it to council meetings where there's really important information that's being discussed and information that they're going to need to go out and fight evil in the galaxy. I'm a little worried that less and less can make it to councils. I'm they None of them are reporting in either, Holly. We sent out a comm, no reporting back. Mm-hmm. I think they're AWOL. They could be. That could be a court-martial. I have no idea. I don't know how the Jedi Council really works, uh, but they're going to find out. I'll tell you that right now. Sure are. That's right. When was Order 66 executed? Exactly. (laughs) So watch out the rest of the council members. There could be a divide in the council. Oh, shit. Uh, Yeah, you caught yourself there. (laughs) Holly, we are joined with our masters, Master Jory, a.k.a. Elmo, here on the Flying Casual Podcast, (laughs) our casual council. Jory, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing really good, man. How are you? I'm superb. No Elmo impersonation no, there, no, unfortunately. I, actually, I probably just like I hyped it all up and then it just <laughs> didn't happen. So it was like a hey, severe like disappointment. I get it, man. I try to do you know English you know accents and they turn Australian. I feel you. you I don't get, know. You know. Jory yeah. did an Elmo impersonation. It gave me yeah, chills. Look at that. Did he do it when it was recording though? The no. podcast? No. So it doesn't count. It doesn't count. No one can hear it in your ear. Seriously. Oh, boy, this may become an impersonation casual council episode, Holly. Impersonation. I don't think you have any impersonations. You're just yourself. Just Thanks. Holly. And that's fantastic. I'll take that as a compliment. That's a, yeah, exactly. That's all you should be is Holly. Uh, our other master with us this evening is Master Brent. Brent, how the hell are you doing, buddy? Doing really good tonight. Good to see everybody and uh, ready to talk some Star Wars with everyone. Absolutely. And... If you're on YouTube, I hope you are, because that's the best way to watch Casual Council, to see the craziness and see the backdrops. That Actually, you know what, Holly? That is not a backdrop. Brent told us he moved to Exegol, and by God, he was being honest. Well, you know, there was a vacancy, I think, we there saw was. the rise of Skywalker, so yep. somebody had to go in. A vacant throne, and it appears he has taken it. Brent, <laughs> is that what we're hearing? Yeah, it might be what's going down here. <laughs> Folks, never uh, reveal too much. A Sith never reveals his secrets. That's right. And the majority of this council is Sith. So is it an actual (laughs) Jedi council anymore? I have no idea. We're losing everyone, Holly. (laughs) That's what's happening. I just solved the puzzle. So we'll talk about that later. Anyway, folks, if you recall our last casual council, uh, you may remember that we were talking about the Force. Holly, and uh, we're going to continue that conversation. We, we mm-hmm. were going through a timeline. We ended, I think Brent said, around uh, 50 uh, uh, BBY, um, and, and we're going to try to pick up from there, go through the rest of our Star Wars history, talking about the Force. I'm sure we're going to go on t- tangents, Holly. I'm sure we are. And my tangent may be that it's a Saturday, and it's not just a Saturday, Holly. It's the Saturday of celebration. That's right. We're here to celebrate. We're here we're to celebrate. There. 
I actually have a fear right now that celebration is actually going on and someone sent out some false information saying it was canceled yeah. and it's actually happening. I have FOMO right now. You got uninvited. I got uninvited. It may be a distraction that occurs throughout the podcast. We'll see. Um, but we are talking about the force. We're back in the timeline. I mean, we were a little bit of everywhere last time, which I love because that's just how we do things. We do it live on the podcast, unscripted. There are no notes. It's just what you're feeling in the moment, Holly. It's technically the force penetrating us. I think it's guiding you. And penetrating us. I don't know about that. Well, it has to penetrate you <laughs> to bind you and guide you. Anyway, um, enough about penetration. Uh, Brent, we were on the timeline. We're in a uh, a prequel era. Am I wrong? No, that's correct. We are um, in the pre- in the prequel era. Yeah, so uh, last time we finished up, I think the last thing we touched on was uh, talking about the birth of Obi-Wan Kenobi, mm-hmm. and that was in 57 uh, BBY. Uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> the next major event really happens at 41 BBY, and that's the birth of Anakin Skywalker, uh, the birth of the child, and also the birth of Ray Sloan uh, from the Aftermath series. Well, they're so, all the same age. All the same age. Oh, come on, Star Wars. I mean, I so, guess it makes know. for a great storytelling. You can bring in new characters or whatever. But can, can we... I know we're on a tangent already, but Here you mentioned yeah, it's our world. the birth of Anakin Skywalker, right? I mean, we're in the prequels, we're in episode one, and we're led to believe Shmi tells us there's no father, meaning, boy, this is a miraculous birth. Maybe he's, you know, Christ in the Star Wars realm. Whoa. Maybe he's the chosen one. We're not really so sure. And, I mean, actually, let's be honest. We all were pretty certain, oh, okay, he was, you know, created by the Force or Metachlorians or whatever. And then the Darth Vader 2017 line comes out, and we see images of Palpatine surrounding Shmi, like manipulating her belly and what appears to be either creating life or influencing life. Uh, I mean, Brent is... is <sighs> Is he a Palpatine then? Like, what, what, what does that, what did you take from, from that story in the Darth Vader line that, what was Palpatine's influence? Is he actually creating life like he said he was set out to do? I think, you know, that's all up in the air. I mean, because, you know, can you really trust anything that Palpatine tells you in the You're first absolutely place? Right. So, You're you know, absolutely and, right. You know, his mastery of the dark side and all the images he could be putting in that, you know, whether they're true or not. So, you know, it, and that's kind of one of the great questions is, you know, is it true? Is it not? And, you know, and, you know, it kind of shapes the ideas, the way you're going to think about how things resolve. And yeah. And yeah. And, and that's the great thing about Star Wars. You know, you don't want all the answers to everything. It's that's awesome. true. It's, it's actually funny because we bitch about having not having all the answers. But then we say we don't want them all because it's fun to like speculate, speculate and to like leave it kind of open ended for interpretation. But then sometimes we complain we don't have all the answers. I am guilty of that almost daily. Jory, you're familiar with that story. You're familiar with uh, Sheev there in the moment. Maybe Shmi Shmi and Sheev there in the same comic panel together. Uh, Is she aware that Sheev is even there? I don't know. That's that's my other question. Is he actually present there? And she's like, who is this Dark Lord? Like, I I don't know. But how do you interpret that, Jory? Is that... Is that is that Sheev having found the way to create life, and he's manipulating the Metaclorians to do so, or is this like is Anakin a product of the Force itself? Well, I guess Palpatine's technically using the Force, but what, how do you interpret that kind of that story? See, it's it's really hard to interpret, you know, like how um, you know how that all came about because 
you know, once again, like you were just saying, is he actually there? How did he choose uh, Shmi Skywalker at the yeah. time? You know, is was there actually, like, did he um, go to Tatooine, you know, yeah. and actually physically, like, was in the presence and, you know, and, and, and manipulated midichlorians at that um, particular time? Or was it something that, you know, he put out, into the force and then the force chose yeah. you know from there and, and that was like you know it's it, I, you know like you said it's all speculation um you know and if we don't have speculation then we don't get to have conversations like this that's so, true there's uh, no podcast but, at that point then. <laughs> exactly <laughs> I, mean, I mean our podcast would just be like you know like a review of what's going on in star wars seriously but, um but uh no i mean it Honestly, until you guys kind of brought it up, I'd never really, I mean, I'd thought about it, but, you know, going that deep into the thoughts of, you know, how exactly would he go about that? Because, you know, you just pick a backwater world like Tatooine yeah. and choose just random slaves that, you know, is is just, you know, here. And um, so, I mean, I almost wonder if it was something that he put out into the force and he did not know. Yeah. Um, and just kind of knew that the force would eventually bring him to light and there was somebody that he would find. Um, and whether it be he would end up finding him himself or with his ties with the Jedi, he knew that, you know, I'm going to work my way, you know, into basically not infiltrating the Jedi, but, you know, having my thumb on almost everything that they do and then they will find someone and I will know at that point of, like, this is the one, he is the chosen one. Yeah, Holly, I love the questions that Jory's throwing down because he's absolutely right. Like, is some is Shmi someone that Palpatine had? Is he monitoring her? Like, she has no one. Like, you know, she's there in Watto's, you know, kind of protection, but you know, she's a slave. Like, is anyone going to care if you know she goes through all that? Like, like those are fantastic questions. You're, you're familiar with the story. Mm-hmm. Well, I am. What the hell is going on? Is 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 she creating life? Is is this is this just the force having an effect, or <laughs> um, was he even present? Like Jory said, did he just throw it out mm-hmm. there through darkness and the willing soul that you know kind of took that on with Shmi? So maybe I should have reread that comic before I like truly answer the question. <laughs> That's okay, but I don't think it would be a surprise to anybody if I said that I have a huge issue with the concept of the Sith Lord picking a woman and then like some immaculate conception. Sorry, you have no say in this. I'm just going to make you have this baby. It's messed up. I don't like that. Um, I'm not a big fan of that. And we have stories Mm -hmm. like that in real life Mm -hmm. that I'm not a fan of either. And I truly think that Palpatine, I think that I don't think that Anakin Anakin's creation had anything to do with Palpatine. Okay. I think that we know that Palpatine is an opportunist, and I think that we also know that he is very, very Force-sensitive. So I think that when Anakin was born, mm-hmm. whether it was something else in the Force, that's up to debate. I don't yeah. think it was Palpatine, but I think that he felt when Anakin came into this world and then thought that that was somebody that he could use to his advantage, which he did. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so maybe that's maybe that that shot that we have in the comic book isn't him literally there manipulating her. It's just almost like him being aware. Being aware that there is someone out there that is susceptible that he's so powerful 
that he could pick up and say, ooh, there's a susceptible being that I could influence and yeah. the Jedi could do all the training and bring him up and, and he, he could, you know, be bearing some Jedi fruit and then I just snatch. Jory, is that is that something you're feeling? So I honestly don't know. And I just had another question that kind of popped into my mind of like, you know, when when a force sensitive being is brought into the world, when is it that they are actually force sensitive? You know, yeah. is it, uh, you know, from, are they force sensitive from the womb? You know, are they force sensitive, you know, as soon as they are birth? Or is it like something that sometimes takes time? You know, like, you know, they hit like a two, three years old, you yeah. know, or, like, and I, I mean, I don't know, maybe you guys do, uh, if that question has ever been, um, you know, answered in Star Wars. I think they answer it in aftermath when Leia can sense Ben in the room yeah. and sense his presence and even his darkness. Darkness, absolutely. Wow. Yeah, you know, it's a really good point. And like bringing, you know, just slamming me with that one. It's like one of my favorite series, and I just <laughs> completely forgot about that. So, oh, that's awesome. Appreciate it, Brent. Well, no, it's it's it, that's it, right, and it's, but it takes someone like Leia or Palpatine, right? Because Shmi had knowing i mean the force is in everyone right but some are just more sensitive she had no idea she's like this kid knows nothing of like greed nothing she says it's nothing so i mean he's sending out a pretty and you gotta think about he has the strongest medical or the, the largest metachlorian count ever like i know people want to ignore that but that's canon that's star wars we're saying, we're saying the m word a lot here so uh, what's that people are gonna i said we're saying the m word i know a lot so, it's gonna uh, shut the podcast down. Like, yeah, we're done <laughs> well no, star wars is, star wars has done an interesting job of like balancing that you know the issues they had with that and how it's still relevant but not as much so but it, it so he's he's probably sending out some sort of signal right because you think about it like how in the hell do the Jedi go and identify four senses? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, is Yoda just sitting there? Like, I, I picture him levitating, like, off the ground in a trance, and he's just like, mm, mm, Tatooine. Like, he, he maybe, you know what I'm saying? That was pretty good. That was pretty yeah, that was good. Pretty Thank good. you, guys. <laughs> that one happened naturally. If, I, if you put me on the spot, I can't do it. But it's weird that you bring that up because then it also kind of, on the other end of the spectrum, begs the question how is it that some of these individuals are in hiding and extremely force sensitive and are never found out? They may, maybe they turn themselves off like Luke did, right? Like uh, master, um, Kiata, not Kiata Mundi. Um, what was his name? Uh, the guy hiding out in the Darth Vader 2017 line. I can't remember his name. Um, but he was a Jedi master who was almost like, being punished for something he had done, you know, serving the council. And he was like kind of serving a penance, like isolated. And he kind of turned himself off though. He felt order 66. He felt all those things, but I, I don't think Vader really sensed him out there. And so I, that's a great question. I, I don't know, Holly, but how, so how, I mean, no one's like keeping records outside of the Jedi council. So how the hell are they sensing these guys? Brent, any idea? Like, how are they picking these kids out? I mean, they're identifying them quickly, and then they're very young age. So, any idea what they're doing? I, I'm not entirely sure. I was just kind of flipping through to see if I had found anything that was on the Wikipedia or whatever. But I think it's mostly that you know they probably hear stories about you know yeah. this kid did something weird or you know the, the miracles that occurred on this planet and is like oh well let's go check it out. Yeah, absolutely. Probably, you know, probably some little force user. That's true. It reminds me of. Uh... I don't know if you guys are familiar with the I Am Number 4 series. Big fan right here. 
big fan of the Lorian legacies um, and the movie. Fantastic movie. Wish they would make more. Anyway, I get it. It's a teen flick. I, sometimes I have a soft spot for those, Holly. Do you? Because big we time. all heard you talk so much about Twilight. So much about Twilight. Love Twilight. Fantastic, fantastic series. Still haven't seen the last one, though. But anyway, so the main uh, protagonist guy, he is an alien from another planet, comes in, and he has these, like... Like, it's like he has powers, and as you grow up and come of age, like, your powers start to, like, show themselves, and you can't really control them, and, and it's modern-day era here on Earth, and he, uh, so people are taking video of this happening, and they put it on the interwebs, and then the enemy out, you know, trying to destroy his planet, and they, they see these images online and come and seek him, so yeah, maybe it's, it's, things are happening, and people are like, I can't explain that. Um, but you know, maybe it's more accepted then because the Jedi are around. It's mm-hmm. kind of known that these wizards can do these things. Holly found information. Let's go. <laughs> I think the Jedi and hiding that you were trying to talk about was in Info, uh, something. In, yeah, Infilet. Infilet. Yeah, he's got a he's got some some other name in there. But uh, anyway, yeah. Um, I don't know. Okay, maybe we're getting then, too technical here. Maybe no, it doesn't no, no. matter. I don't know. <laughs> okay, sorry. This is a whole other tangent. Come on. But as you're talking i was thinking about our last episode we talked about thrawn and we read through some of the excerpts (laughs) that came out from the new series and stuff and we have the skywalker yes like the people Mm -hmm. not the bloodline yeah and the force does incredible things but it leaves them when they're young right they start out force sensitive but then they lose their force sensitivity so that's kind of like why does the force kind of pick and choose in different like species or races of people and beings across the galaxy who gets to stay force sensitive and who doesn't fan freaking tack tack that on to the list of questions i have for george lucas because yeah why is it just you know the jedi and the sith that seem to hold on to these powers you know once they're identified by you know either order and Mm -hmm. and they maintain them for as far as we know the rest of their lives and then some of them can even continue on in the afterlife. Why? Yeah, Jory. No, I was just because I actually I had to look this up because um, it's not canon anymore. Obviously, it's uh, from uh, Legends, and it's uh, with the Darth Bane series. And there's a a uh, character named Hetton, um, and he was going to be a uh, an apprentice of Darth Xana, who was Darth Bane's apprentice in in the original. Um, series and uh, Hetton was kind of that same way. He was he was brought up. He was force sensitive, um, but he was never found by the Jedi or the Sith. Um, and he his mother actually actively kept him away from both because she thought that he would be a really good um, addition to our house. You know, being yeah. able to have these powers to manipulate things and, and things like that. Um, and granted, I don't know. I'm not super versed into all of our canon. I don't know if we have any other um, characters that are like that, that we have, uh, you know, in, in I guess, canon um, that, you know, were kept away and really kept away from both sides. And then, you know, we meet them later on to where, you know, it's like they're almost – he wasn't fully trained. Yeah. Um, he was trained as much as um, that different masters that he could have were able to train him, um, but he was pretty doggone powerful. Um, not as powerful as Xana or Bane, um, but you know he was he was powerful enough to be able to take on certain Jedi. So it was just kind of cool. Yeah, that, you bringing up that point makes me then think I have another question of like, 
why wasn't Anakin identified, right? Like, if we're identifying... But then again, you got to think it's a big galaxy. There's there's only a, over, you know, there's a thousand plus Jedi, but it's still a huge galaxy, right? So I guess you're going to have some that slip through the cracks, but you got Anakin there with however, 20, 40,000 metachlorians, whatever it was, whatever that count was, shining like a beacon, you know? And, and Luke Skywalker even says that. Let's go to the... The, the the novelization of The Last Jedi. He talks about Rey being the this bright like beacon in the force. Like he even says Ben has it too. So he even senses that and they're on Ock too, right? Like far away from, from the known kind of galaxy. And so why couldn't Yoda or someone have picked up that that Anakin is this crazy force sensitive? We should have found him sooner and maybe he could have been that savior that we needed at the time. Yeah. Now, is it just because of the fact that, you know, because at the time when, you know, when all this is happening, um, when Anakin's around, you do have these thousands of Jedi yeah. or a thousand Jedi um, and they're not being actively hunted to where, uh, yep. you know, you're, you're almost taking out the force sensitivity mm-hmm. at that point. And so, like, when you have somebody that is that powerful um, and talking in Ray and in Ben, you know, they're these shining beacons because you don't have a ton of force sensitivity. I mean, not yeah. force sensitivity, but you don't have these, like, major force sensitivities throughout the galaxy, yeah. you know, to where uh, uh, that they kind of maybe stick out more to where, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And I I love that we have so many questions literally minutes into the podcast. It was so funny, guys, before we st- even started. Brent's like, yeah, we got some time in the, in the, in the timeline still, but we probably won't have a whole lot to talk about. We'll, we'll go <laughs> on to there. But the first thing he says is the birth of Anakin Skywalker, and I have so many questions. Holly, are we writing this down? No, I should be writing it's it down. It's up in here, though. I, steel, steel trap, trap, steel trap up there. I am not a steel trap. It's all recorded. <laughs> it's all <laughs> recorded. All I, was, I was just Great about to say point. the same thing. It's all, it's all recorded. We're good to go. Great point. We'll send George if you're listening, which I know you are. Um, we'll send you the the memo. You got some. We have some questions. I mean, you can respond. It that's uh, a flying casual cast at gmail dot com. Um, so we're, so we're at the timeline. We mentioned a, a few <laughs> really you know. <laughs> Big names that were they're born around this time period. Brent, then then where are we? Okay, so a year after Anakin is born is the events of the Master, Master and Apprentice books. Oh, so sorry. that's where basically Qui Gon, you know, and he get involved with you know discovering the prophecies and you know showing that you know the events of the prophecies are at hand or whatever. And of course, Anakin is born, and we can kind of go down that road. Absolutely. Um, and then uh, four years later, so. Uh, uh, Ahsoka Tano was born. So Ahsoka is only five years younger than Anakin. as your battle. crazy. As your so, I mean, they're even closer together than him and Obi-Wan are. Yeah. Uh, they're 16 years apart. Yeah. And so that's just, that's kind of nuts. Um, and then in 32 BBY, we have the events of Phantom Menace. Um, that same year, Han Solo was born and also Boba Fett. Um, is Because that's when the clones are obviously created. Is that yeah. yeah. Right afterwards. So they're all the same age right there. Um, and then we, 10 years later, we move into the Attack of the Clones. Uh, we have the Clone Wars for three years, and then we run into Revenge of the Sith, you know, Execution of Order 66, and Anakin becomes Darth Vader, officially. Boy. So, and that's at 19 BBY, so. And, and then they're also associated with that as the birth of Luke and Leia. I didn't realize how much of an age gap there was between Han Solo and Leia. Oh, yeah. It's absolutely creepy, Holly. It's totally Like, in creepy. real life, 
and like Harrison Ford and Carrie, it was super creepy then yeah. too. So yeah, no, it, you're right. You hit the nail on the head there. Oh. Uh, in Star Wars, it's a little risque, and also the you know the happenings maybe you know on set uh, or offset. Yeah, maybe a little scandals as well. I didn't do mental math. What? What? How many years apart are they? What was 13. she? Yeah. Oh. Uh, why? Yeah, when you're adult, you're an adult. Yeah, but, but and, how? Yeah, yeah but yeah. she was like 17 yeah, when know, they yeah, met. Yeah, that's that's weird. He's a scoundrel. You know? He is Come exactly. He's no, just, he absolutely. Maybe he's I just should. getting into character. God, maybe I. Don't. That sounds like I'm making nope. excuses. <laughs> yep. Nope. Yep. Nope. Not acceptable. Anyway, see, that's, I just start thinking about like my grandparents were like 12 or 13 years apart, but like that was like they were way later in life. Not yeah, that he wasn't. 17. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. I mean, the yeah. queen's at 14, so, I mean, you know, they age much quicker in the Star Wars True. universe. Great point. Great point. Except for Yoda. Oh, probably from all that light speed travel. And not to mention, you mature <laughs> a hell of a lot. Yeah, it probably is. That's, <laughs> let's be honest. You probably, if you've seen Interstellar, you know, once you start, you know, messing with time and space. Ugh. I don't know. I'm not making excuses for people, like, Me having neither. child brides because they live in a war hey, zone. That's fair. <laughs> but you grow up fast when you see your entire planet explode. Yeah, but still. You're right. Still disgusting. No, uh, we definitely, I think we kind of went over that when we were talking about the Leia, and this is not justifying anything. Um, when we were talking about Leia, uh, yeah. you know, like, you know, what she went through from 14 to 19, yeah. like, it's just absolutely insane, you know. Basically, the whole, not the whole rebellion, but, you know, her planet being blown up, you yeah. know, going through all of the torture and things like that. I mean, just uh, she grew up quick. And when you speak about Leia's kind of coming of age story, I, it was so cool reading that Princess of Alderaan book because I, myself, you know, I think about Luke growing up and like, what was he doing? And like, like, were, 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 was anyone noticing that he had, you know, he was strong with the force? Was he noticing kind of like with Ray? But I never even, you know, really thought about Leia kind of exuding any sort of force power at that time. Um, or even, you know, because because we really didn't see her do much until the sequel trilogy, right? Like she she didn't really kind of exude any of those powers. Um, she even tells Luke, I'm pretty sure, like I'm not like you. Like I can't even remember what she says. It's weird but. though because then when you read, I mean, granted, like the difference yeah. between like these movies being made in the 70s and then these books being written, yeah, yeah, 30 years later. But you do have moments in Leia that we talked about where she does exhibit some force abilities, yep. like catching her friend when he's yeah. falling off the cliff and she just feel like she feels it and she knows that she's feeling it. She just doesn't understand it. She had no like and that's and that's isn't that crazy because I'm sure Ray kind of experienced something similar growing up and never I mean she thought the Jedi were just legends, right? And yeah. and Leia, I mean she's lived a privileged privileged lifestyle. I can't imagine she, you know, isn't aware of the Jedi and, and unless Bale and, and, and Rhea um, weren't sharing that information. I, I don't know. So it's, it's interesting how these characters, I'd love to even understand more, like how they dealt with that. How did they explain what was happening? I guess you wouldn't really know any different cause you've kind of had that your whole life and maybe you just think it's just kind of natural into it. I don't know. Um, I feel like I'm creating more, problems questions. with all my questions that I keep asking <laughs> but now okay. it's making me wonder like you know how when you're a child you don't have such a grasp on your yeah. emotional responses as you do Every when day. you're an adult yeah for most people but in in the rise of Skywalker so you were talking about like having these abilities but not 
fully understanding what they are. Yeah. In the rise of Skywalker, we see Ray like pull the ship down with the force lightning when she yeah. gets really upset about Chewie. But you would think that if she had the ability to do that, don't you think that something like that might have come around earlier considering her situation and what she went through when she was great a point. child? Yeah, but the dyad hadn't really. That's true. That's a great There point. hadn't been that fire lit, you know, That's under the true. dyad, right, to really heat things up. And, and I think the sequels, like, just the force itself seems to be, like, Ha- like taking some liberties and 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 because of the circumstances, I, I don't know. I don't know. I can't explain it. But I think it was Go the ahead, dyad, Brent. right? Yeah, Brent. Go ahead, Brent. Tell him why. Come on. Tell him what? Oh, about. I was just gonna say the dyad. I mean, that was probably a good thing. And you know, like you're kind of describing like that intertwined, like that sine cosine wave. Like you know, every once in a while, you know, you're either at the polar opposites or you're intertwined and you're you know, you're maximizing everything that's going on. Yeah. So it was kind of interesting the way you were describing it there. I loved and if you, if you missed the conversation before where Brent kind of dropped on us that you know it, it seems like when when Ray died you know Ben kind of brought life into her right he, he Ray even says that and and I know we're skipping many a year here but she says I you know when she heals that snake thing um I gave a little bit of force life into it and it does have an effect. It obviously affected her. Like he did that for her. There's a little bit of Ben in there and then Ben dies. And so Ray is kind of embodying the Skywalker spirit along with the name and that dyad. And it, it all comes back to little Anakin. Like we talked about in the beginning of this and Palpatine. And it's just so complex. I can't even understand and explain it, but yeah, Jory. No, actually, I, I was I was going to leave it to Brent to tell you or kind of give shed a little light as to um, Ray and her ability to use the lightning because I did come post, um, uh, obviously post him torturing her, not even torturing yeah, her, right. but um, and when they had that moment, that's when the dyad formed, and yeah. I think Brent went over this last time, mm-hmm. and so it was almost like. Not all of his knowledge, but it seemed like pretty much most of his knowledge was then transferred to her without her having to um, actually train. And so I almost guarantee, and granted this is speculation too, but you almost guarantee that since he was so deep into the dark at that point, you know, he probably had tried to, you know, tamper with uh, or, you know, use force lightning at some point um, because we know that Snoke was using it. Mm -hmm. Um, So he probably had tried to at some point. And then, you know, some of that knowledge came back to her. And granted, she maybe didn't even know about it. But, you know, with her Palpatine blood, that slight knowledge of maybe force lightning, her just being angry in the moment, you know, it hits. And, you know, maybe that's why the lightning was she was able to use the lightning at that point where when she was six years old and she gets mad at you know uh Uncar whatever plot. you know yeah yeah Uncar <laughs> plot you know he's pissing her off that day and she's not just frying him with yeah. force lightning yeah. you know so i mean that would be pretty polished. that would have been sick uh, what a quick i would love to see that boy hey, palpatine would have been I'm... all over yeah because that would have that would have caused a stir that would have been like oh shoot what is this we haven't seen this in a long time um yeah crit so uh, let's Boy, because we're, we're, we're teasing this the sequel discussion even more. But let's go back to the timeline. Let's go back to the timeline because we're eventually going to get there. I don't want to skip over what, what we have left. But what, what do we have left, Brett? All right. So at uh, 10 years BBY, that's the events of uh, Solo, the movie. So the Kessel Run takes place then. 
three years BBY is uh, the Vader versus Ahsoka in Ezra battle in the oh, uh, in Rebels. That is so the, the finale. The Force was there. Uh, uh. Yeah. Uh, so and then uh, one year before is when Kanan Jarrus sacrifices himself to save everybody. Uh, yeah. Spoiler. So that's it. You know. Oh yeah. Spoilers. My bad. No. 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 <laughs> It, what a moment. He does. And my God. Oh, my God. When we're talking about that moment and then Ezra, half, you know, Ezra and his access to the, the portal. God, that's a whole discussion God, itself. But when, when we're he, talking about that moment yeah. and Kanan holding off the flames and the explosion and just, yeah. like, creating that shield. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm going to say it, but that's some shit. Yeah. The child, you know, embodied his inner Kanan Jarrus and, and did that as well in The Mandalorian. Pretty yeah. Happy. Pretty epic. Um, so, yeah, boy, Kanan was something special. Kanan, oh Kanan was, uh, the Force was with him for sure, um, and his story is fantastic. You, you can see a lot of it in uh, in the, A New Dawn, uh, a broken Kanan Jarrus and, and meeting the 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 uh, the crew and a really reborn. It's a whole great story. But, yeah, the portal, it, he has to witness that again, and it's Boy, along with the timeline, getting emotional. Is this a bad time to bring up that I've only watched one season of uh, Rebels? Yes, okay. yes. Just- this is a terrible <laughs> time, Jory. Okay, I'm just kidding. I know, no, no. Okay, I know, I know the big bullet points. You know, we're good. I just oh boy! Use. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna send. Well, you, you have never. Disney Plus, so you Star can. Star Wars podcast. I, it's on me that I haven't watched Rebels at this point. I almost you know mailed him the Blu-rays, Holly, but I'm like, he has Disney Plus. It's at, it's at his fingers. Whatever I want. Watch in the right order, but I haven't switched this. Right. I said that about myself last year when I started watching Rebels, or I guess this past winter when I started watching Uh Rebels. I was like, what in the hell have I been doing? Yeah. And then before she even started watching The Clone Wars, she was like, maybe we watch Rebels again. I'm like, Holly, no, we're never going to advance in Star Wars history if we keep watching the same thing. It doesn't matter because Rebels is literally all I needed. You guys know. It's fantastic. I have this deep, deep love for Rebels, and I don't think that anything in Star Wars will ever top. Absolutely. And if you believe, you know, the one of a thousand rumors out there in every other Star Wars outlet on any, you know, social format, uh, they're making a sequel to it, supposedly. I would die. I know. Uh, You would We'll never, ever finish anything ever again. (laughs) Um, But yeah. So uh, back to the timeline, uh, Brent, we'll see what we have remaining. Uh, A lot of good stuff here. And that's the thing. There's so much force happening in all these moments, too, in history. We would never finish this discussion of the force. We're just hitting the the big highlights. And I'm talking a bird's eye perspective. Uh. Yeah. So that brings us up to the events of the original trilogy. So we have the New Hope. Um, and then three years after that is Empire Strikes Back, and then a year after that is Return of the Jedi. Yeah. So we're at uh, 45 years on, and that's uh, that's when uh, you get the death of Darth Vader. You know, everything goes down. Uh, one year after that is the birth of Ben Solo. Um, and then four years after that, so basically five years after Return of the Jedi, is uh, the events of the Mandalorian when the child is rescued. Boy. So just kind of set some anchor points in the timeline as to, you know, the events of everything that we're seeing going on. Absolutely. Um, so then two years after that, in 11 ABY, we have uh, Finn is born. Uh, two years after that, Lando's daughter is born. Um, so you know, we, I think uh, that, that one kind of comes up if you read the uh, novelization of the Rise of Skywalker book. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not just super creepy Lando at the end of the movie. There's a reason for it. Um, How about we go find your parents or whatever he says. Yeah, it was a little creepy. Yeah. So um, in uh, 15 ABY, so 10 years after the birth of Ben Solo, we have uh, the birth of Ray. 
Um, it's the same year that Luke reforms the Jedi Order, and in that same year, Lando's daughter is abducted by the First Order. Boy. So a lot of stuff kind of going on right there. Um, 21 ABY, uh, is six, so when Rey is six years old, she's left on Jakku, um, and her parents are killed. And it's the same year that Luke and Lando kind of go out in their search for uh, Ochi, and they uh, track him to Pasana but never find him. Uh, three years later, the First Order is officially formed, um, and it's the same year that Phasma is recruited and joins. Um, to, and then, let's see, and then 28 years later, so where are we at? 28 ABY, so Ben would be 23 years old at this time, um, and Ray is 13. Uh, we have the events of the Bloodline books. Uh, it's the same year that Luke's temple is destroyed, the same year Kylo Ren goes to train with Snoke, um, and the same year that Luke basically goes himself into exile. Boy. And then six years later, so the events of 34 to 35 ABY is the events of the Secret Trilogy because everything takes place within that one year. And that basically brings us up current to with what's going on in the Star Wars as far as timelines go. Boy. Hey, what's going on, Rob? Welcome. Rob is in the house rocking a Lakers jersey, I believe. Not sure how I feel about that. So that's probably Rams as he was doing fantasy draft. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. I'm not sure why Rob is wearing a basketball jersey for an NFL fantasy draft, it is the oh, Lakers. Is Lakers. We're going to have to send him off this call or require him to do it shirtless. Uh, I'm just kidding, Rob. Rob, can you hear us? Hold on. Can you hear me? We can hear yes. you. Hey, you're welcome. Well, yes, I can hear Okay. Why? Okay. We're breaking up a bit. Yeah, you're breaking up a little bit. You might have to work on that connection. But we're talking about, well, we just went through the entire timeline. We didn't hit on a ton of the Force discussions. But, um, Brent, you, you were thinking of talking about balance again tonight, my friend. What specifically do you want to talk about? We, 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 we touched on it for probably 30 minutes last time. I don't. It was probably me just rambling the whole time. But what specifically about the balance? Because last time we talked about um, you know balance coming from the perspective of the Jedi, right? So what was it specifically you want to talk about balance tonight? Well, I was just thinking, you know, I mean, you get into the whole, the Chosen One prophecy, you know, Anakin's going to bring balance to the Force. You know, what exactly, you know, how do you, how do you guys perceive, you know, what do you guys think of as the balance? Yeah. You know, what is it that, how do you perceive that, you know, Anakin fulfilled his, his role in destiny or whatever, you know, um, you know, I, and I'm just kind of thinking, you know, cause you got the way that the Jedi kind of define it, you know, you have the living force, you know, as Qui-Gon mentioned, you know, which is kind of, it's fueled by the energy of all life and it's what embodies everything. Yeah. And then you have the cosmic force, which is kind of, you know, it, it's just there and it binds everything together. Yeah. So you have those kind of two levels of the force or whatnot. And then, you know, and I'm thinking, you know, when you kind of really get into the balance, there's you get also then that interpersonal balance. Yeah. Which is where, you know, I think, you know, kind of, you know, the cosmic balance, that's kind of always just there. Yep. It's kind of like that animator matter. It's, you know, it's there in equal parts and you can't really do anything. Maybe the clouds of its concentration shift around. So, yeah. you know, at certain times there's more dark over here than light, but it's always technically in balance because you can't really create or destroy it. Absolutely. And then you get, you know, the, the living force, which that's where you kind of it's it's always balanced, but it oscillates. So it's yeah. not that it's moving around, but, you know, it's never technically in equilibrium and it's it's hard to get it there. And then, you know, and then you wind up with, you know, um, the inner your inner balance. And that's where I think Anakin really exemplifies, you know, that sort of thing and kind of look at it, you know. Um, and I think but truly he only exemplifies that inner force in the balance during the Clone Wars. Yeah. Um, and that's after 
Vader, I, Vader, I've always felt, was born on Tatooine at the moment of Shmi Skywalker's death. Um, Let's it's go. the first time, first time Anakin's ever left alone. Um, he's always had somebody around him at that up until that point in time, and that's the first time he's ever truly alone, and the first time he ever truly feels any sort of loss and anger. And yeah. he he jumps straight into the deep end of that pool. Absolutely. There's no holding back, um, and he just he goes full out, and that's the birth of Darth Vader at that point in time. Um, but I also think that it was crucial for him to survive the Clone Wars. Yeah, because it allows him he tastes the dark side and he tastes that power. Um, but he also he he's at that point in time he still has the regret. So he's able to keep it in check and he's able to keep it down. So, you know, he's able to go through and, but he also, he starts to build that confidence because, yeah. you know, he's always had that overconfidence as a Skywalker. It's kind of their, you know, it's one of their traits. Um, but, you know, he's tasted that darkness now. And then he goes and he, he faces Dooku and he, you know, he tried that darkness kind of gets the better of himself. Yeah. And he's like, and he's like, oh, I'm powerful enough. I can take you. And he loses a limb. Yeah. And then from that point on, he, he kind of rebalances and I think he's able to keep it in check during the Clone Wars because he has the thought of, I'm doing this for the Republic. It's not about him. It's about the Republic. But he's able to tap into that dark side when he needs to, but keep it in check. Which And you start to see that towards the end of the Clone Wars, too, where, you know, especially with the Bad Batch, that first episode where he just walks out on the bridge and they're firing at him. And, just, and that, yeah. that overconfidence, it's just it's gotten to the point where I'm cool. Yeah, and he just doesn't even think about it anymore. And you, and you see that and you kind of see that throughout the Clone Wars where you that slow turn, that downfall. Yeah. Where it's starting to take a little bit more of a hold. Um, and then you get to the point where you get Revenge of the Sith, where now it's about Padme. It's about himself. And it's no longer about the Republic. And it's an instant. Oh, poof, the, the floor drops out and he's right down into that Vader path. Um, and he's out. But he's back out of balance. So during the Clone Wars, he was in balance. And he was probably at that point in time, the most powerful Jedi ever with the exception now of maybe Ray, since she's yeah. the embodiment of the personal dyad. Yeah. So I'll just throw it out there. I see, I see Rob over there winking in the corner. <laughs> I, I love that. I, I love the talk of the, the, the personal balance and, and but, uh, yeah. And, and everything that Anakin had gone through, cause you're right. Like it's, yeah, there's the Padme thing there, but I mean, years of the clone wars and just frustration, I'm sure with, yeah, not a quick solution to things, right? Like, I can go out on that bridge, and I can just be a boss. Like, I could end this thing myself, and often he's not allowed to, or he has a Padawan that he needs, that he feels, you know, obligated to, I have this job, I need to be a better influence. He even check. I like it when the Ahsoka even has moments, right? And he has to, like, crap, she's acting just like me. I need to be a better example. Like, mm-hmm. all of these things in his life that are balancing him or he does he has those kind of that kind of that seesaw god i say seesaw holly and i think of fall guys boy um but he does he has those moments that just are are defining his balance and and ultimately right he it, it i mean he just like you said he falls right through to the dark side but jory what do you think of that man do, how, how do you look at the like balance you know we, we talked about the force before and, and kind of what you think the force is but balance like are you buying that you know there's there is this kind of ultimate balance and and it's always going to kind of find its way but you know there's also this personal battle going on in each individual and they're they're fighting their own kind of battles inside like what what, what do you think man i i think that that's definitely the, the case um and, and i don't know how much as far as like how much balance there needs to be of light and dark as far as users and things like that um because obviously we see 
you know, we have a thousand Jedi versus two Sith. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure that there's other dark users that aren't Sith. Yeah. Um, but <clears throat> I don't think it's necessarily a balance that you have to find of like one and one, you know. Um, but I, I do think that, that there is always going to be, you know, light and dark, um, no matter what. Um, and, and I think that that, you know, especially if you go into, you know, the father and the son and the Boy, daughter and read my things mind. like that. Um, you know, no matter what, there's always going to be a light and a dark. Um, and I don't think that, I think that the Jedi got so far off as to their interpretation of it, you know, as far as, you know, their balance was finding light only, you know, and, and having no dark. Um, and I think that that will never be the case with the force, no yeah. matter how far, um, one side or the other tries to push, their side um and i mean i guess that's kind of in a nutshell what i think on it too many opinions i, I have too many opinions you're right <laughs> um i think back to what brent was saying about like the personal yeah. balance i kind of feel like this is just to me and i think that this is just open for interpretation that's why we're here right mm-hmm. so i think to me that is why meditation and yoga was so important for the Jedi. And that's something that we haven't really talked about, but I feel like that was so important for them to make sure that every, I don't know, they're aligning their chakras. Everything is like, what? They're just like balanced inside because if you can't handle what's going on inside, then what good are you to everybody else around you, you know? And so I feel like it, it is a little bit deeper than just like, Oh, the Sith and the Jedi. It's yeah. also like you can't have good Jedi if they're not good to themselves and they don't understand how to handle what's going on inside. Well, let me try to tie th- what you just said in with what Jory said because Jory brought up the ones. And so it is great to think about like the Force kind of being a fluid thing and, and, and you know, it, 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 it's going to find a vessel to balance things out. But then you have the ones. Some people think they are the original force users then they've been around since the beginning and what was cool about those episodes with the mortis arc and 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 the family there is that they represented these big ideas right light darkness the father was balance but they made them a family and it made it just that much more complicated that they were having an internal disagreements they they just just like any other family would have but it's on a huge scale if this guy gets out of here darkness is reigning in the galaxy but they make it so relatable that even you know those influences have struggles of my brother's a dick and i gotta keep him in check or the son's like god my or the father's like my son is a huge I can't take this anymore. Someone else has to do this. I can't handle it anymore. And they seek out Anakin, right? But they make such a huge complex thing of light and dark so relatable. And it's such a personal struggle that they're having, right? Of of my two kids can't get along and I can't do it anymore. And the son wants to dominate. I don't really know what the daughter wants to do. She just wants everything to be awesome. That's fantastic. But they make it more relatable and because how do you describe to a child what good and bad is like light and darkness like show them a family like show make it make them relatable i I don't know it's 
now that I think about that episode more and, and those episodes, I should say, it just it makes more sense to me now because I was like, why are they people? Why is this? But I think they're trying to show that there's balance, and but there's also like like uh, Brent said, there's going to be personal things going on. I'm I meant to balance the darkness here, but I I got all these things that I want to do, but I'm being contained here, and it's it's I don't know, it's it's quite interesting. Uh, Rob, we're talking about balance. Um, by the way, I know who's on the jersey. Is that Kobe? I mean, if it's Kobe, that's cool. I'm down. Okay, that's right. That's, that's cool. It's cool. That's cool. Then I'm down. You could still wear it. Um, it was if it was LeBron. I, I don't know if I can allow it. Um, but we're talking about balance, man. So like when we when, when I just say balance in Star Wars, like what comes to mind? What what is balance to you? Oh, I think, I think you're. I think you're muted. Maybe. Oh, your mic's not working. Mic's not working. Might have to unplug it. I mean, we're going to come back to me. He's going to figure out his mic thing. But uh, Holly, have you ever? I mean, we, we, you watched the Mortis arc. Like, yeah. is is that? Am I crazy? Like, is it? You know, I, I guess it's a weird. It's a weird. It's a weird story with light, dark, sun, father. Uh, you know, it kind of reminds me of. You know, I don't know. I don't know. What what what, what do you think? What do you think about that? <laughs> All right, Rob's figuring it out. Rob. You're muted. Uh, there you, you go. Ollie did not want to answer that question, so she's happy you're here. <laughs> when we talk about balance, man, what do you what, what what comes to mind? Okay. First of all, since you can finally hear me, two <laughs> headphones. I bought these ones, used them today. I should just go get the computer. You know how angry I am when things don't work. <laughs> it happens, man. Oh. And I, when I come off this, I'm going to go get my normal earphones I listen to. Yeah. But I got to say this. When you were talking about the father, son, and daughter, I got Abeloff who fell into the well of knowledge, the pool of radiance, yeah. and she was not more sensitive before that moment. And when she fell into those pools and drank, she became almost more powerful than every one of them combined. And when you talked about that, he needed like held down. She had to be held down and they could only hold her for a thousand years. So her power was immense that I've talked about before that it's, it's so going back to like, if you just want to speak only cause that's EU. So I'm going to rewind back. If you only want to speak, Movies, Clone Wars, then Abeloff does not exist. Mm-hmm. The pool and the well do not exist, but the father, son, and daughter do exist. And I think that, like you explained, with the balance being held in, mm-hmm. and that's great. And I, the Anakin discussion when you got when everybody was talking about how powerful Anakin was during the Clone Wars, that he was balanced. And I don't think Ray became balanced until the end of Rise of the Skywalker. Mm-hmm. But I say that I think Kylo might have been balanced through the first two films. So Anakin, honestly, on screen probably was the most balanced. But I think at that point, he wasn't the most powerful as well. Yeah. No, you're and you're right. Like the father says... 
you're going to take over my responsibility here. Like, you are the chosen one. I'm telling you that. You're here. I brought you here. Time to take the mantle, man. So you're right. Like, the father thought he was. Father seems kind of like the end-all, be-all guy that he says this is that, and that's what it is. Um, yeah. But, I, I mean, I can, yeah. Can you that, though? Like, like how they made it so simple with – canon in the the clone wars that how much more complicated it is in the eu Mm -hmm. but again let's if we keep it within this reason then you're then the only thing that really is the wisest would be yoda and palpatine yeah and maybe 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 you know darth Plagueis. yeah he's only there's no movie timeline with him and I think that the whole balance thing, if we're talking about the balancing within the force in the movies, I think you're right. I think everybody's right. I think Anakin was the most balanced. Luke was never trained enough. Leia was never trained enough in the movies. And nobody was ever trained enough, maybe other than maybe Yoda and Mace Windu. That, but Yoda never displayed anything. And Mace Windu did beat Palpatine. But overall, we've seen a lot more from Anakin and Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. Because Obi-Wan was still my number one Jedi in the movies, still. Let's, so. let's yeah. remember, he may not be the strongest, but boy, he is almost, you know, everyone's favorite. He gets it. No. But, so Brent, when, it seems to me that the father, the son, and the daughter are... The easiest way to depict balance, right? They're in this weird world, and they're you know the father's keeping things in order. Like, so so what is what does that kind of story mean to you when we talk about balance? How how does that fit into? It's so it's such a weird concept. Like, I, I how do, how does that fit into the rest of of balance talking in Star Wars to you? I I, I can't really think of how to really explain what the, you know what that balance is and how you know it. Could you know what would have happened if if the f- brother would have escaped? I, I don't like. Could anyone I, have ever stopped? Like I, I just don't know how it relates to everything. I don't know. I mean, when you start getting back into the you know the old you know you get into those old time kind of like myths and legends of you know the Jedi and the Force and you know and you know does it did it really happen or is that just a story and you yeah. know and all that sort of stuff. You know, is it just, you know, is it open for interpretation as much like the prophecies, you know, yeah. how is it, how should it be read and stuff like that. And, but I mean, you kind of think about the, you know, like, you know, as a triangle or whatever, you have the father at the top and then you have the light and the dark representations at the two bottoms of the poles and like a triangle, you know, you shift between, you know, the right angles on both sides yeah. to where, you know, it's favoring one or the other, but it's always going to complete the three sides or whatever, because you always have those three points yeah. and it's just, you know, so, and that's where, you know, and only when it's an equilateral is not you know, truly imbalanced yeah. and that's where, you, you know, where you kind of get those different representations of it, I would think. Yeah. I yeah. think that as we're having this conversation, I think that, something that's interesting to point out is kind of how everyone views like when the galaxy was balanced or when these specific individuals were balanced so differently. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important to point out that when we talk about balance, it doesn't necessarily mean stability. And it feels like the Jedi thought that balance meant the galaxy was going to be stable. People were going to be safe. There wasn't going to be for the most part, I'm speaking broadly, yeah. oppression and all the drug smuggling that they had to 
figure out and especially not the Sith. And I don't actually think that that's the case because the Force itself doesn't really care if you're a dark user or a light user. Yeah. It just, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just drawn for whatever reason to these different people. And I think that when, like when Rob was bringing up when he thought that Kylo Ren was the most balanced in the first two movies of the sequels, well, we see a very unstable villain. And so to us, if we're speaking of balance in terms of, you know, is this person able to function? I would say that he's not, he was not balanced then. But if we're looking at it from Rob's perspective of what balance means to him, he absolutely was balanced in that time. And I just think it's so interesting to see, and you can see how maybe it was easy for the Jedi to get it wrong because maybe they didn't completely understand or agree on what that balance meant. Oh, I mean, yeah, it, uh, generations of information was lost from conflicts, and I'm sure there's a lot of knowledge that they just didn't have. And it's and like a game of telephone, you know? It's kind of like you can start with, like, the father and the daughter and the son, and you could have all this knowledge that they may have, and we have all these ancient texts about yeah. the Force. You know, we see those everywhere, but it's who has that information and who holds that close to the heart and who they allow to understand that and then it just gets passed down and mm-hmm. you lose it well let let's let's talk about something that no what people don't really talk about and that's the dark side and balance like holly does the dark side even consider balance or is balance just ultimate power like i'm in charge and i'm the only one that's in charge and i may have an apprentice but he's you know he, he can run my errands but like is is balance something that the the dark side even considers? I, I, you know, or is yeah. it a balance between apprentice and master? Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't think it's necessarily like a balance between apprentice and master, but I mean, I think that you can consider the idea of the rule of two a kind That's of balance, a yeah. balance, and then I think that um, you know the Sith do want very specific things, and so I think to them that. Their goals there as Sith are is balance. Yeah. Well, and that's the other thing, too, is, like, the rule of two is a fairly, like, new dark side Sith phenomenon, right? Because before, and, and once again, your canon history here is uncertain when we talk about, you know, the Sith Empire and, and, and things like that prior to the rule of two. So before then, you have a Sith Empire. You have a Sith Emperor, and that it's at some point, you know, the Jedi and the Sith are aware of each other. But before that, like balance is not probably really a thing, right? Like there's no one saying, "Hey, things need to be balanced," because like they're not even aware of this ultimate evil. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I don't know. I, 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 you never hear uh, unless you hear Palpatine saying, "And then we'll have peace." Like, yeah, like is that balance to him? Like he just he has power. He's the authoritarian. Like that's it. Like. Uh, uh, Jory, like, what, what do you think, man? You you dabble in the dark, so <laughs> like, if if let's pretend you're a dark side Sith master, and someone mentions balance, like, what is that to you? Put your head in Palpatine and just wow. what is balance? Uh, I think that 
um, no matter what side you're on, because we talk about dark and light, and, and what we think of immediately is Jedi and Sith. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that we, if we're going to talk about dark and light yeah. um, in the Force, we can't think of Jedi and Sith. Yeah, Let's because go. Because to the Jedi, their thought of balance was, you know, taking out the darkness and only having the light. Yeah. Um, and then the Sith... I don't think they ever even thought about balance. And granted, I mean, I, there might be some some texts that might prove me wrong in this, but I don't think that they ever thought about balance because their thoughts were just of taking over. Like yeah. that is strictly, uh, you know, what their thoughts were. Um, and I think, you know, actually you just brought it up, Mike, that you go into, you know, what is canon now as far as like the uh, – Back before um, the rule of two, you know, I think that that would be the most, I guess you'd say, close time in the galaxy or like um, where the galaxy was balanced as far as like users of the force that were dark and light. Mm -hmm. um, because you had, you had a, I mean, if you'd say a thousand to a thousand, you know, I mean, it'd be, it was very close to that. Yeah. Um, but then when Bane brought down, um, the all of the Sith, and then started the rule of two. Then obviously you have because his thought process behind it was that all of their power would come into the two users. Yeah, you know you'd have two users of the dark versus a thousand users of the light, and you'd have this diluted um, light side versus these powerful dark. And his thought process behind that was too is like all of these Sith users. Or all these Sith lords would undermine and they'd kill um, their masters. Um, and instead of having the best rise up, they would have, you know, three lessers would come in and they would, you know, kill kill the, the master yeah. and then dilute, you know, your power. And so that was his thought process behind it was to bring it up. So I guess you'd say as far as the balance of users would be probably prior to the rule of two. Yeah. Um, but if you want to actually talk just strictly balance, you'd have to take the Jedi and the Sith out of the equation and then find that happy medium of, you know, there's light, there's dark, and then, you know, the balance. Yeah. Yeah. Cause when you talk about the Sith before, their civilization was pretty seemingly normal. <laughs> like, you know, there was a cloud of darkness, but they had a government, they had a leader, there were people that weren't warriors, they were still Sith. Like, I don't know, they had a civilization, and then someone brought it down, and, yeah, balance was just ultimate power in that one being, and maybe I'll take on Apprentice to do some of my dirty work, but... Yeah, so you have to think of then of time period and what would what would balance be then at that point. But Brent, you definitely dabble in the dark. So I, when you're talking balance, I I know you're coming from a dark perspective there on Exegol. So if you are, let's say a Sith master, what's balance then? Is it is it just ultimate power? I, I mean, I think the end result is the ultimate power, but it's you know it's how you're getting there. I mean, I I don't think. With the dark side, they're not eliminating, you know, I mean, they don't typically use compassion or whatever, but it's not something that they're going to eliminate where the Jedi are just yeah. like, no, we're not going to use fear. We're not using hate. We're not using, you know, anger and stuff like that. Those are just, those are forbidden where the dark side, they're going to embrace those sorts of things as they come to them. Absolutely. You know, and I think the corruption comes in when you start to lean on those yeah. and get them and you start to forget the compassion and things like that or whatever. But, you know, as a true 
you know, as a true user and balance or whatever, you can't ignore the dark side or whatever. You have to go both where, you know, you sort of you get into that gray range. Yeah. Um, and, you know, but, you know, if you're in the middle of a battle or whatever, you can't suppress that anger and that fear or whatever. That's a natural reaction. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. just what happens when the adrenaline is the system. So for you to shut it out and just completely ignore it, it's like you just, you know, you 86 half of your stuff that's going on or whatever. So, you know, and, and so I think and that's where the Jedi really, you know, really faltered and their why their vision of balance was out of balance to begin with, because, you know, you can't talk about balance when you're eliminating you know, when you've just, just counted half of it or whatever, you're never going to be able to get that plate to stand up right. Yeah, that's what Palpatine tells Anakin. Ignore the dogmatic views of the Jedi. Like, yeah, you're absolutely yeah, right. I mean, like, even Palpatine, I mean, yeah, he, he was heavily hell-bent on the on the Sith, and he was definitely a dark side user, but at the same time, it's like, he, you know, maybe not for all the planets, but there was a lot of good that he did do for the galaxy or whatever, maybe along the way. Sure, it, it benefited him. But, you know, that's how politics works. It's like you're not going to do it if you're not going to get something out of it yourself. We yeah. see that currently. Um, but it's just, you know, how many people are you going to help along the way along with you? Are you going to do it solely for yourself or are you going to bring a couple of people along to help you out? Boy. Um, and, so, yeah, you. And, and so and that's where, you know, yeah, he was maybe the greatest Sith Lord of all times. But at the same time, he didn't totally neglect that balance, at least until he got the power. You know, once everything was executed and he had himself control of everything, okay, cool, I don't need any of that anymore because now I can rule by fear because I have the power to do so. And that's where he can shift over and go completely dark. But until that time, I mean, Palpatine was basically running as a gray Jedi, maybe slightly dark gray. But, very true, very true. Like a charcoal. I mean, he, he wasn't completely ignorant to the fact that he had to do some good in the Senate to be able to stay in the Senate. That's fair. Rob? When he just brought up Palpatine right now and, like, the whole thing about the dark... So what tears me apart is the EU had that planet where that rule of two did not exist. Yeah. So let's work back in there and let's talk about Palpatine. Yes, I think the true balance of the dark side has to be more power because even going EU, even going right now, it was always about power, Palpatine, power. But he got lazy, and that's what Brett was just talking about, is that kind of like he got comfortable. And now these books are going to let us know why the Jedi in the movies became so weak, like yeah. monk -like. Like, no, you can't do that. You can't love. You can't do these things. Why? The re the Sith, the Sith embrace that. They embrace love. They embrace anger. And to bring up the thing, Jedi are on battlefields cutting heads off. Yeah. This when in Jango said that you are already the last book we read, which by the way, I just got something. I think dark dark disciple is better for me than Ahsoka has been, but that's fair. I, go back to, yeah, I, just, yeah, I, just, I do love EU. I love, I love Luke and the light side, but the movies are just all dark bent. So, you know, when you go back to it and you think about the power of the dark side and how Palpatine was able to do this, the whole thing, the only thing we can hope for is that Disney explains it, why the Jedi became so weak mm -hmm. in their time period, because they are a bunch of phrasings. Yeah. Like they, they, they don't do anything. They try to just not do things. And I think that the only way you can make a great Jedi is definitely going to the dark and coming back because you've never seen a dark user go right and go back. When has that ever happened? Because yeah. once you 
power you literally live and want that but then like a uh, like venture said eventually you get sick of it yeah you get sick of it you can't want there's just a point that the suffering became becomes too much so when yoda at first explained all the anger and the suffering lisa hayden eventually full circle it comes back around you're you're bringing up good points, especially when you're talking about the 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 Jedi and their and their their High Republic, right? Like that we're going to learn about in the books you just mentioned. We've kind of heard about the Sith and kind of their heyday, not like including you know Palpatine as rule, but like prior to then, and then the Sith Empire and all that good stuff. But we're going to learn what happened with the Jedi. When I look at those covers, there's a lot of gold. There there's some fancy looking garb. They almost. They almost look like gods. Just the image that they're giving them, right? They kind of look godlike. There's gods and goddesses with laser swords, and everyone's cheery and holding up their laser swords. So, yeah, what happens? What 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 puts them in this like state of penance where they're not allowed to 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 feel and and to have compassion and 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 have attachments? And it's just like they're punishing themselves for that and trying to balance themselves more so to speak at least that's what it seems and guys the more we talk about this i don't think there is balance in star wars i think balance is a propaganda piece that every whatever every group every character in star wars has used at some point to manipulate people into following their dogmatic view of the force or life in the galaxy i'm starting to think that balance just doesn't exist and that it is more so of an inner struggle like like brent was talking about that it's you know there is no real balance of dark and light like it just kind of is what it is but it's more of an internal thing and people are using this this kind of kind of bs like wow you you know if we had the chosen one things would be balanced and we'd get rid of the sith and so oh we'll put all of our hopes in this one kid who has nothing and we build him up and he's you know just as weak as all of us and gives into temptation uh jory what what are you gonna say i was just gonna say um i definitely think that anakin is the closest thing we have as far as balance um in in the jedi um, especially that was on the council. Um, <clears throat> I think a happy second, though, would be probably Mace. As mm-hmm. much as sometimes we think he's a dick, yeah. um, because he is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think that he is the closest because, um, you know, the way he his fighting even is um, he uses the dark. Mm-hmm. He uses the darkness um, to actually enhance his fighting ability you know he embraces that um and a lot of people speculated early on that you know his purple lightsaber was that that mix of blue and red so you know it makes purple and and that was his mixture but then it came out that it was really just samuel L. jackson so he wanted the purple (laughs) lightsaber like all right well he's samuel L. jackson we'll give it to him yeah but Jory, it's funny you read our mind. Come on, because we have the purple Are back there. Are you pushing there. me off? Of the yes, podcast? so everyone can see the purple. Let's go. We specifically picked the purple. Yeah. Well, I picked the purple for balance. <laughs> well, Michael and I yeah. had a conversation before this podcast about Mace Windu and how he was such a unique character. I was like, when else do you ever see a purple lightsaber in Star Wars? You know, even white and yellow come mm-hmm. up more than the purple do. And correct me if I'm wrong, please. But at least to mm-hmm. my knowledge, those come up more often and i just think that what jory said may have been spot on you know 
may we may not like him and he may make questionable decisions but i think at the heart of it i mean there could be more balance there than we see which maybe mm-hmm. is why we don't like him because maybe truly he, he is says what needs to be said and we don't like that well when there's trying to everyone's trying to spit out that this kid is the chosen one he's like maybe We've got other shit to worry about, okay? There's other real stuff happening right now. Put the child aside. I'm going to go handle business. Sorry, you got owned by Emperor Palpatine, May. So is he the strongest? I don't know. Jory, <laughs> Jory you have a follow-up? No, because um, I wasn't here for the book discussion on Dark Disciple. And mm-hmm. I think at the end of that, too, when... Um, and, and it's funny because a lot of the times that you, you think about the balance, um, you think about the light and the dark, um, and that's the thing that we're supposed to be trying to find. Yeah. Um, but a lot of those times when people are finding that, we're thinking, man, he's such a dick right now. Because yeah. when Anakin's talking to Padme and he's giving um, giving his insight on, on the situation and how, you know, they found love. And, and then he's like, well, you know, it's it's okay for us because it's, you know, we weren't the ones, you know, like yeah. we, you know, what we have going on, that's different than what they have going on. Like, it's okay for us because I can, you know, and it's like a lot of times you're like, it's kind of hypocritical of what your actual order is about. Mm-hmm. And let's be real. I mean, If the Jedi Order, though, had listened to some of Mace Windu's suggestions a little bit more or Mm -hmm. taken him a little bit more seriously, not that they didn't take him seriously, but, like, actually, like, agreed with him more, we probably wouldn't have been in the same situation that we are now. Yeah. Maybe. I don't don't know. know. You're trying to rewrite history. I I don't know. It's ultimately... Anakin is the one who brings balance. That's that's what George Lucas says. So he he had to go through these trials to ultimately bring balance to the Force. But then you have the sequels. Did he? He said, I tried. Ray, balance the Force like I tried to. Did he actually do it? I don't know. I'm starting to realize that balance is a lie. It's just from a certain point of view. It's a tool used to gain power and knowledge. Rob, am I wrong? And there is no hope. Uh. (laughs) But you have to have hope because that's Star Wars. There is hope in Star Wars. I don't want to make it too doom and gloomy here, Holly, but there is hope. But balance, let me, let's, okay. Let's think of real world here. We're We're in, you know, the United States. We're on planet Earth. What does balance, what, what comes closest to balance when we think of, you know, kind of the real world? Is there something that we can compare it to? Anybody? There's, there's actually two things. Two things. Beers and burgers. That's perfect balance. Like, you have... It's not Star Wars related, but it is actually because there's a lot of drinking. There's a lot Come of on. coffee in Star Wars. It's true. Come on. Lots of calf. Yeah. Yep. I love that they call it calf because, you know, the coffee guy me. But, uh, <laughs> but in Star Wars, you know, going back to the, the reason why I said there's no hope is because it seems like the same thing plays around. Yeah. And you guys just brought up that George Lucas said that Anakin brought balance. So when he finally supposedly vanquished 
Palpatine, mm -hmm. that was considered balance. But what Ray and Kylo did wasn't considered either. What what Luke did wasn't considered either. Yeah. So for some reason, I think that's why they're kind of going forward in the future with the Mandalorian, and they're going backwards in the books because now they understand that they better explain something because there's all this other knowledge in the EU that kind of is similar to this. But at the same time, when you're coming back to the Star Wars and you're thinking about the balance and the hope and that there's always something going on, when I watched the end of... Rise of the Skywalker, I looked at Molly and I said, Molly, what do you want? She wants more Rey. Yeah. When we talk about how each hero or villain girl is killed, yes, even Avaloff was killed. Mm -hmm. And a lot more had happened since then. Before then, you get Leia. There's so much, but I think ultimately... If you want to go back to what we were talking about over the last, like, every every time we all podcast, we bring up so many great values and points. And you brought it up earlier, Michael, when you were saying that we're, like, piecing everything together and we can exclude what the EU has to offer because what we have inside the movies and what we're hoping to get with these comics and this book line is an explanation of what happens here so that we can have the Mandalorian fill in what happens over here so that maybe we can go forward with Star Wars. I don't really want to see a Republic movie. I want to see Rey old. I want to see her. If they're supposed to be balanced, something has to eventually, in this Lucas universe, has to be able to make Rey disappear. That's the future. It has to be. And somebody has to come forward as that next person. And who is that next person? Because if there's supposed to be balance, right now, good is winning. And good is not supposed to win. Because most of the time, in all of the flicks, in all of them, bad wins most of the time. Well, there's always going to be hope, though. Good will always prevail in Star Wars. I don't know about anything else. Maybe, you know... Harry Potter, one in darkness. I have no idea. But the Star Wars is always going to hope they'll never give that up, especially now it's a Disney product. But, I, guys, I, I think Obi-Wan Kenobi knew it all along. It's, it's, all, it's always going to be from a certain point of view. I, I don't even know if we can pinpoint what balance is because we're all going to think it's something different. Clearly, everyone in the Star Wars galaxy thinks it's something different because they're always referencing it. It's always for their own purpose, right? Palpatine talks about it with Anakin, and it's to fulfill his, you know, reign of the entire galaxy. Like, it's 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 all about perspective, Holly. I am, am I, I I think like I think of politics in our real world. There are certain things that sound the same, that are used by either side, whatever you agree with, some of the same messaging applies, and it's just where it comes from and who's going to pay attention. So when you talk about balance, you have to understand who you're talking to. you got to understand who's actually sharing that knowledge with you, and you got to take it with a freaking grain of salt, okay? Uh, we're not getting political here, but if Palpatine's talking to you about balance, boy, just remember that that is an ultimate Sith Lord talking about balance and mm -hmm. what that entails. Mm -hmm. Probably a lot of death. Probably. They were talking about balance from the Jedi. It's probably a pretty lame existence where you can't make love. You can't have a girlfriend. You can't have a family. They're going to keep you in isolation in this tower, and maybe we'll have some meetings every once in a while. 
Maybe you'll cut off a few heads. Sorry, you can't love anybody. So I don't know. It's all about perspective. It's all about your point of view. I feel enlightened, Michael. Did we just nail what balance is? No. <laughs> we did it. At least I know I did it, but it's it's such a complicated process. Um, and, and also, it's that's the thing. Like, like when I hear like like some of what Jory was saying and Rob was saying, like balance to a lot of people is like almost like ability, you know, driven and like like power and 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 who embodies the most power, who is able to balance different types of power the most, and and for others it may be kind of a different perspective, and that's just kind of like what you appreciate about star Wars the most, right? Like I enjoy the politics. I enjoy the familial issues that are going on. That's why I kind of bring in the, the family, the, the father, the son and the mother. Right. And you guys kind of, maybe you're going to like Mace Windu and it's ironic that he has a purple laser sword. And you're right, Joy. A lot of people said, well, clearly he dabbles in the light and the dark. And it's like, no, actually just, you know, Sam Jackson was kind of a dick, and he's like, I'm not doing this unless you give me a purple lightsaber. Like, that's all it was. That's all it was. So it's, I don't know. It's, it's, it, am, I, am, I, am I just summing it up too easily? Is that just a cop-out? Is this actually going to require another eight parts to the series, <laughs> Brent? Am I? No, that sounds about right. <laughs> Maybe we don't need a ten-part series. I don't know. It's just, it's so difficult to pin nothing to work. <laughs> you have nothing I'm the most complete person and the most complete Sith and Grey Jedi of all of well, the movies I mean he's pretty he's pretty damn close to Jason Solo and that's what Jason Solo was trying to accomplish but the future of Star Wars then when you talk about balance how it's going to play out you're going to have good you're going to have evil that's the balance, but I, I'm, I'm curious to see where our discussion of balance will go with future Star Wars endeavors, and I cannot wait to hear what the hell the Jedi came across that really turned them to a life of robes and, you know, yeah. no intimacy, Holly. That's what I want to know, because I don't know. I, I don't know if you guys remember listening to our discussion of when the High Republic content was being announced, and they announced the names of the books that were coming mm-hmm. out. And we just, looking at that cover of the first novel that's going to come out, it's just so striking to see the difference between who you assume are Jedi on this cover and the Jedi that we know now. And it's just, it's kind of sad. And I feel like just thinking about the difference and knowing what I know now about where the Jedi are and what happens to them, it doesn't make me feel hopeful. No. Well, and like, I think of the cover that you just mentioned with all the Jedi and how cool things look and there's gold everywhere. And then I think of Obi-Wan Kenobi and Qui-Gon Jinn on that Trade Federation ship or whatever the hell they were in their hoods, hands in their robes, walking just with tunnel vision. Like we, we we are literally closing off everything in our line of sight. We're just focused on the now and the present and we're not getting into it's just... What a striking difference. That was, I mean, Obi-Wan, yeah, and Luke showed some robage, but I don't (laughs) know, right? Strip those robes off real quick. (laughs) But that was our first kind of introduction to a proper Jedi when the Jedi were kind of in charge, right? And, boy, it didn't look that great. I would call it bleak. Very bleak. Mm. Um, 
I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Maybe maybe we wind up finding out that, you know, sometime back during the High Republic era, then, you know, there was the Yoda and Yaddle hookup. (laughs) And as a result of that, things went south and there was just, sorry, we can't do this anymore, folks. Yoda and Yaddle are the key to balance in the galaxy. Well, especially they're both on the council. It's kind of weird. It's like, wow, are we a power couple now? Like, what? and also, what would their, like, name be? Like, you know, when couples come together, like, because his name's Yoda, her name's Yaddle. It's just kind of yodel. 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 Yeah. It's just. Do you ship? Would you ship yodel? Absolutely. That might be a t-shirt. <laughs> Flying casual. We ship yodel. Jesus. I don't know what a ship is. I don't know. I don't understand that whole thing. But Michael like really doesn't, though. He'll no. be like, man, that lamp is cool. I ship that. Well, someone, I, <laughs> some <laughs> asshole. Let me call him what he is. I go and, and, and Fall in Order announces they're, they're releasing the, the, the soundtrack uh, on, on Facebook or something. And I said, man, this is awesome. Love the soundtrack. Now I'm, I finally get to have it or whatever. And some dude says, can you believe, can you imagine um, someone standing Disney so much to get a paycheck or whatever? I was like, what the hell are you talking about? What is Stan? What is Stan? It, it was something else. Something it was like scrimp or. No, it was. Oh, yeah. It was something I stupid. Don't know, I, don't I don't understand know. what kids say anymore. This Just lingo. speak proper English and stop being stupid. Um, but anyway, that asshole. Get out of here, dude. I, if you are so bored with what you're doing, you have to go troll people who just say they enjoy something. Get out of here. I don't want to talk to you anyway. anyway. That's another conversation That's about a, the Star Wars fandom that we will not get into boy. tonight, people. That might have to be a Patreon exclusive. I agree. Oh. That could be like all hands off. And that could be an episode of Bring the Pain. So boy. we could just release hell or unleash hell onto all of the people that hate and try to hate Star Wars, and honestly, they should just embrace it all. I agree. That's right. I agree. Jory, what do, you, what do you have to say? No, I was just going to say, I didn't really think that we really could, because um, I think Brent did a great job with his timeline. Yeah. And, like, he gave us, like, a really, like, quick, broad perspective of, of everything. Um, but I really think that we could continue this discussion oh, and get deep into, like, you know, because <laughs> there's a lot of times where we kind of got off on a tangent, and we tried to really... <laughs> You know, rain it in yep. this time. Yep. Um, but like, there's a lot of discussions that could be made, um, even that I was thinking of in the moment. And I'm like, no, I'll just let that one go. Um, because it, there's just so much to the force and, and how it just is all encompassing to everything in Star Wars. Yeah. And that we really could continue this discussion another eight <laughs> episodes easily. Um, you know, just going into like certain parts of the timeline and how the, how the force affected that. And, um, you know, were we at balance? Were we not at balance? Which side were we getting to and, and, yeah. and things like that? Um, and so if we want to, I mean, that's, it, it'd be very, very easy for us to continue this conversation. I am always, I'm always down for it. And we, yeah, we can pick out a historical moment and, and pick the hell out of that. He wants to dissect it. Absolutely. Cause the freaking Anakin thing, just simply him being born I think everyone just kind of accepted that, cool, dude was made from midichlorians, probably the force. We need this dude to save everyone. And then Disney changes it up and throws Palpatine into there, which I, for one, never really thought Palpatine had any influence. I thought it was just kind of an opportunistic kind of moment. Oh, 
this kid's powerful. He has nothing. He's extremely, like, unbalanced. I can manipulate him. I kind of thought that was fine. And then they throw this mix into him manipulating. Like, just that one point in history alone I could talk about for hours because it just it muddies it even more for me. But it, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, Rob. Does you does it muddy you that he almost did it's almost like hey i'm powerful and then palpatine shows up and goes oh no no you're not because he did it with ray too and yeah. then he tried to supposedly kill her and and i'm like and they gave now that that actually now just saying that right now kind of makes me feel like i don't like his whole role in any of the movies yeah because are you just taking credit? Are you just that guy that goes, yeah, I was there. And because he got more power, he goes, it's all mine. You know, there's always that person that is able to take credit for what you create in, let's say, political business. Yeah. And he makes the most of it. I'm not saying anything like with him, with Ray and all stuff like that. But I can see why some people have a problem with making Palpatine part of that end of the movie, even though it was kind of like a cool sum up. It was also weak in a way that it's almost like he just wanted to keep stealing people's thunder. And in the EU, you get your thunder taken by the next person. And, I mean, the the head of the Sith planet was literally beheaded yeah. by Avalon. So, and she held his head up in front of the other guy that came to him. So... She wasn't even, and again, this goes back to it. In the series, in the movies only, there's been nobody that's just swam around and drank things and became more powerful than anybody. But in the EU, that happens. So I would like to see somehow that happen in the future, whether it be Ray being the next coming of Grandmaster Luke, going to fight maybe a male character that is somehow derived as Avaloth, maybe a male servant to the father, the son, the daughter. And then he becomes more powerful. They change the story because, you know, they'll change that shit from, sorry about that, uh, from Clone Wars Mm -hmm. and then look forward. And then maybe that's how the heroine finally wins. It may be that, or maybe Palpatine just comes back for a third time, and, you know, it's just kind of poorly written, and that's fine. But, no, the whole time Rob's speaking, he mentioned thunder, and I've got Imagine Dragons in my <laughs> mind. Lightning and the thunder. I don't know why. I just am picturing Sheev shooting lightning into the sky with Imagine Dragons playing. That's his theme song. Boy, it's a moment in my he mind. He enters the ring, and Imagine Dragons starts Enter playing. Enter the ring. Are, are you, like, the ring of power? I don't know. Rob's had bring the pain and all i can think about oh, is oh man bringing the ring full circle rob boy because it's a ring i get it holly God, stop using the freaking analogies um anyway <laughs> anyway no i'm i'm absolutely down to continue talking about the force and yeah we'll kind of condense ourselves now that we've gone through all of star wars time and it's actually amazing doing that because holly and i forget time periods so easily oh, god, yeah. god i'm watching you know uh, clone wars one night and the next minute we're rewatching mandalorian it's very difficult when the hell are we i no, i don't know god. i may need brent to actually prepare a timeline and send it to all of us so we can all visualize it too um, because it's complicated. <laughs> Absolutely. That would be much appreciated. And we're going to continue talking about the force. It's going to be a staple in the podcast. And, and you know, uh, th- we're going to have more to talk about too. Who knows when the Mandalorian's going to drop? 
they're, I'm sure they're going to expound upon the force uh, even more so there with the offspring, apparently, of Yoda and Yaddle. Um, so maybe his true name is Yodel, the child. Yodel. I think we just solved Star Wars right there. Um, Yodel? I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I'm not going to go into the details. Um, but, any, guys, anything else you got to get off your chest about the balance? I mean, I, for me, balance is exactly what we all talked about. I think it comes to perspective within the Star Wars galaxy, which, for me, I understand the EU and I understand the movies. That's why I separate them. And then, for others, they can't. So... And I want to say when Brent was talking about, or was it Jory? I think it was Brent. When they were talking about what was Palpatine's safe moment, and maybe that was when he had all that power for all those years and just could just always manipulate. And that was his balance. But I don't think that's Sith balance. Yeah. Could very well. Brent, any any final thoughts on balance? I don't have anything personally. I just want to say, you know, I just, I want to hear from the community. I want to yeah. you know, send in some emails. I want to hear their thoughts on the, you know, what's going on, you know, even if it just gets posted on the Facebook page or whatever, but you know, I want to hear from you guys and you know, what are you guys' thoughts on the balance? And that, that's where I'm interested in seeing where this conversation goes. Absolutely. I'd love to hear from the rest of the, 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 the Jedi Knights out there because apparently they've gone dark side or have no opinion on the matter. So hopefully they report in at some point and we just hear something from them. Jory, any final thoughts on balance? I mean, do you feel satisfied with our, our summary there? I, I mean, or, or is this going to require more digging? No, I definitely feel satisfied. I think that, that we definitely could uh, do more digging. I mean, we could... We could pick this apart for, and I say eight, just because we said a ten-part series, but we really could probably go another 20 <laughs> episodes Absolutely. easily just in, in digging as deep. Um, I agree with Brent, um, you know, because we talk about these you know, different topics, you know, as we do these. Um, and so getting input from the Facebook group or, or anybody emailing in, um, you know, I know that they like you know, they, people email in so you guys can talk about it on the main show um but even if anybody has any you know questions that we could even go over you know in our council um i think that that'd be huge you know just to get different perspectives and you know people you know even if just reading an email and, and saying you know hey what do you guys think about this and then we can you know go off of that i think that'd be really cool for us to do absolutely it's gonna be some very dark side questions and discussion holly that group very dark centered i will say that yeah i feel set sometimes i'm the only light side <laughs> user in he there the trying to balance the hell out of that group Shoot. with some freaking light side force holly i feel i, I i'm feeling you uh, some some conflict here with you uh, you know uh, with an imbalance maybe one would say i'm imbalanced uh, that makes me sound. That, that sounds bad. I, I think you're completely balanced. I think you're terrific. But how do you feel about the discussion? I mean, are you satisfied? Now I have the Hamilton soundtrack in my mind. Oh, yeah. I think it was a great discussion. I think that there are a lot of points to take away, and I think that there's some stuff I'm going to sleep on. Phrasing. Yeah. And wow. I think that I would like to have another discussion about the force. Maybe even even if it's just one more, I think it would be worth it. Absolutely. I, I, I love when we, 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 we pick one subject and we just really pick the hell out of it because that's what we do. That's, that's Star Wars speculation. And, and we, we kind of mentioned in the beginning, but 
it's like we're not supposed to know. So we can just continue to speculate until we're exhausted to the point where we're going to speculate some more. So it just feels like we may never have the answers, but by God, if they're out there, we're going to find it, I hope. Um, So, guys, this is our latest installment of Casual Council. We will be back in one month with our council. Hopefully more council members here next time, and they're not avoiding the big hard questions that we have phrasing um here on the podcast um hopefully we'll rejoin with those guys but uh a great discussion holly as always with these guys i want to thank them for joining us on a late saturday um still getting over that fomo really hoping that celebration (laughs) isn't happening i'm seeing people post stuff i'm like wait is that last year is it happening live um pretty scary stuff so we're just assuming it didn't happen and everything is fine here but guys like jory and brent mentioned there is a facebook group there's a lot of good discussion in there go join that be a part of the discussion tell me what balances i have no idea i think it's just a ploy um for destruction um but join that group let us know your thoughts follow us on all social media check us out on youtube it's fun to kind of see faces in here and see goofiness um see kylo ren drop in every once in a while um and maybe some laser swords flinging around whoa Whoa. um so listen watch wherever you can um and we appreciate your support um and as always may the force be with you actually really good (laughs) i'm really proud uh before we get started